Listener Production. US stocks retreat following the conclusion of a two-day US Federal Reserve meeting. And after three days of declines, Aussie shares set for a flat start. I'm Tom. I'm Craig. It's Thursday, the 21st of September. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Craig, I was just about to call you Ryan. In terms of what we saw last night, a very important moment this week in relation to the US Federal Reserve, as widely expected, they have left interest rates on hold. Let's just quickly get to the prices. The Dow Jones finished lower by 0.2 of a percent. The S&P 500 was down by almost a percent, but not quite down 0.91%. And the NASDAQ was down by one and a half percent. Importantly, bond markets. We saw the yield on a two-year government bond, a two-year treasury note in the US, up by six basis points to 5.12% and a 10-year not vastly changed at 4.36%. The US dollar higher by around 0.6 of a percent. They're the vital signs that you want to look at, Craig. You can almost just navigate by those and not bother with like unpacking everything that got said in the press conference, but that would probably be an unwise way to move forward. Jerome Powell did quite a good job, I think, as he often does in relation to communication and the Fed's mindset. What stood out for you? Well, the interest rates are going to be higher for longer. That's the conclusion that people are drawing at at this moment in time. That wasn't the explicit statement from the Fed. No, the expectation, I suppose, when you look at um, uh, the dot plots, look at the the forecast that the Federal Reserve members used to come up with, Yes, sort of suggest that a soft landing. And um, if they can pull it off, this would be a remarkable achievement to have the unemployment rate somewhere near 4%, get inflation down to 2%. One thing that the the Fed chair did say is we've still got a long way to go to get inflation back to 2%. And uh, that's something that he wanted to stress. The job is not done. I suppose that seems obvious to many, but in an age where instant gratification seems to be the norm, I suppose it's important to highlight that things take longer for some people because they think that the Fed perhaps might be using an app by which they're trying to work (laughs) out where interest rates should be, but that's not the case because they use important devices like a dot plot. At least they're not using AI. How do you know, Craig? Well, this is true. (laughs) Well, but anyway, look, the dot plot, just for those who aren't familiar with this, every three months... Uh, Fed officials basically come out and, um, you know, I'm going to be unkind and say that they throw darts at the dartboard and uh, put a whole bunch of numbers up on the overhead projector. Mm. Everyone um, has a look at them and then they go, yeah, all right, well, this is what we reckon is going to happen and uh, we'll publish this. It's basically their predictions of where rates are going to be over the near to medium term. Jerome Powell said it himself. He said, Seven members expect that there could be the potential for one more interest rate hike this year. Twelve believe that the interest rates are on hold. And then as we move into uh, 2024, the expectation is that we will have interest rates you know, coming down. So 5.6% is the expectation for, for this year, 5.1% in 2024, and then 3.9% in 2025. You know, it's all about rates of change and small turning points, I suppose, There were a couple of adjustments in relation to that belief that rates are going to be cut next year. That was less emphatic compared to the latest set, the previous set of dot plots. 
Yeah, when, when you have a look at the the GDP forecast, even for this year, yep. uh, a doubling of the forecast from 1% to 2.1%, and um, the unemployment rate is expected to be not 4.1%, which they expected last time. Yes, so they're looking at 3.8%. And um, uh, for 2024 and 2025, looking at 4.1%. So, yeah, it is um, uh, would be a remarkable achievement if you could get, you know, sort of 4.1% uh, for, for the unemployment rate effectively uh, at its peak and not have to do too much more in terms of lifting interest rates. In fact, rate cuts. Well, that's, that's, the, that's the point, isn't it? That's the critical point. So they're expecting a significantly lower unemployment rate, yet uh, there are still people who are, at the Fed, who are expecting rate cuts next year, those mm. two outcomes don't jibe that much, do they? Well, they don't usually, and um, this is the uh, the fabled soft landing or the the not too hot, not too cold, yes, you know, the, the Goldilocks you know, type scenario that uh, will get in inflation under control. We won't have to lift interest rates and um, and unemployment, yes, you know, so we're not going to see huge job losses and. Um, I think a degree of scepticism is probably you know, sort of seen in in the markets, uh, particularly in terms of the the growth orientated you know, so Nasdaq, the technology and uh, communication services areas. That's where we saw the weakness overnight. The expectations that the interest rates could stay higher for longer it affects the, the growth prospects um, of those companies. Indeed. So let's just quickly unpack what happened in the. Uh, markets a little more closely where stocks and bonds were concerned. So what stood out to me, Craig, was that for much of the session, you saw the uh, stocks just moving along at their levels uh, in, in relative terms. So the Dow was positive all session and uh, it was up by three quarters of a percent at its best, uh, fell away uh, after the Fed uh, to finish down, as we said, by 0.2 of a percent. Yep. In similar terms, the S&P 500 sold off post-Fed uh, down 0.9%. And uh, the NASDAQ was flat to positive for most of the session, but then sold off by a pretty decent clip uh, following the Fed to be down by, as we said, 1.5%. And that is probably a mirror reverse of what we saw when it came to short-term interest rates last night. So the important part of the interest rate picture to look at under these circumstances are the short-term interest mm. rates. So mm. out to around two, three years, you know, five at a pinch, I suppose. But the importantly, a two-year Treasury note was up by six basis points to 5.12. Now, uh, just in general terms, what that means is that you are seeing short-term interest rates continue to nudge into new territory on the high side. So we haven't seen these levels since 2006, 2007. Uh, importantly, when it comes to a two-year treasury note, if you don't want to know anything else, uh, for the moment, there is this level around 5%. If it's below 5%, the yield on a two-year treasury note, the market is pretty hunky-dory when it comes to what's going on with uh, rates and inflation. Uh, north of 5%, which is what it seems to be doing at the moment, consolidating at these levels, then that's indicating that we're in a different paradigm when it comes to either growth, inflation, or employment. And that seems to be where we're heading at the moment, Craig. Yeah, and when you look at that US 10-year, I'll be interested in your opinion of this. Your US 10-year yield didn't move too much you know, overnight. Now, the expectation that you could build into that is that the markets have got a degree of confidence that the higher interest rates will actually work to slow the economy 
to, to slow inflation, get it get it down. And there's, there's seemingly a degree of confidence, you know, sort of which is packed in. Now, am I going too far? I'm probably going Craig, too whenever far. whenever you talk about the mindset of bond traders, confidence uh, is fleeting at best. Well, I suppose confidence is one thing, um, but they do tend to be a bit bearish uh, as a default position. It was interesting that the, the, the longer part of the yield curve didn't move uh, that much under the circumstances. Look, there's a lot going on in terms of that question in relation to where growth is headed in the medium term, that inflation picture with oil prices, you know, that's a big break on growth at, uh, you know, heading towards $100 a barrel. So for the moment, you know, you are seeing, you know, as you rightly point out, a bit of a ceiling for longer dated bonds. But let's move on. Uh, as you rightly point out, the tech stocks under pressure. So Alphabet down by around 3%, Meta down 1.8%, Netflix down by around 2%. So that was a consistent theme. Communication stocks were also caught up in that sell-off where the NASDAQ was concerned. Material stocks also marked down on the back of the move higher for interest rates in the broader picture, probably not helped by a firming up of the US dollar index, which is, as I said, was up by around 0.6 of a percent. But balancing that out uh, in the S&P 500 was the uh, outperformance where consumer staples are concerned. So that's quite an intuitive sort of outcome, isn't it? You see uh, a more defensive note being yep. struck. Yep pop into those. Go into the staples, go into the utilities, and, and to some extent, you know, to the healthcare as well. Uh, uh, we, the, we, interesting, the brewers did quite well last night. You'd be wanting a beer after a Fed decision, <laughs> I suppose. Molson Coors up by 1.3%. Colgate Palmolive up three quarters of a percent. Coke was up by around 0.6 of a percent. Of course, not big moves, but in the context of a weaker trend, I suppose it means a little bit more. Yeah, we, we had um, the, the two entrants, the uh, recent entrants to, to the uh, share market, the Instacart and Arm Holdings, uh, both down overnight. Uh, but shares in Coty rose by around about 5% after the CoverGirl parent raised its sales forecast. Look, uh, let's get, flick over to what happened in Europe because uh, there was a lot going on over there. And interestingly, it was the opposite in terms of what was going on with interest rates. We saw quite a substantial fall for European interest rates for the very important reason that the UK August CPI came mm. in uh, well below the market's expectations for the headline and the core. Core inflation rate in the UK in annualised terms in the last month 6.2%, the headline at 6.7%. They've been grappling with inflation there for a while. It's been a bugbear. Prior to the CPI, there was an 80% belief that the Bank of England would hike rates tonight. That has fallen to 50% now, yes, so it is evenly balanced. Mm. And stocks flourished, or helped by that in part. Yeah, the UK market up 9 tenths of 1% there. The broader Euro stocks index uh, for the European stocks is uh, was also up by nine tenths of one percent. So apologies again. I don't want this to become a bond podcast, but it's important to note the moves in uh, Euro European interest rates, both long and short. In the case of the UK interest rate market, you had a two-year gilt down by sixteen basis points and a ten-year down thirteen basis points. They are sizable moves when it comes to interest rates or bonds. Well, the improvement in UK inflation in the past uh, past month was a very much a surprise. And as you say, you know, the, the expectations for, for the Bank of England yesterday, this afternoon, later tonight, tonight, basically a coin toss. Indeed. Well, let's wrap it up there, Craig. Uh, there's not much on the local radar today to point to. Anything that you're 
paying attention to particularly? Well, the detailed labour force data, so we get to see employment on an industry basis and we get to see you know, where the jobs are being created. What are you looking for there? Because uh, you know, when you look at the business confidence surveys, what stands out is the divergence in the retail sector. That could be a bit of a canary in the coal mine, couldn't it, in terms of the employment picture? Yeah, you want to see some consistency. So you want to see jobs being created basically across the industry sectors rather than being confined to, to one or two. Uh, healthcare, of course, is the, the big giant in terms of employment and employment creation, the number of jobs you know, held and the number of jobs being created and see whether you know, some of that creation is going outside the, the healthcare area. Uh, we've got nine stocks on the ASX trading X dividend amongst those count and Pacific Smiles. And we've got um, around about 15 companies paying a dividend, including Rio Tinto, around about $2.60. Um, REA Group, Sonic Healthcare and ResMed are also paying dividends. Uh, the United States later tonight, uh, current account data, existing home sales, uh, new claims for unemployment insurance, the jobless claims and the, the leading index, together with the Philly Fed Index. Excellent. One of my favourites. So just uh, reflecting quickly on the commodity prices, we did see oil prices nudge higher in the only part of the trade they moderated towards the end of the session. West Texas Intermediate crude oil uh, flirting with the 92 US dollar per barrel market pulled back to 90 dollars and 27 which was down by about a percent gold not vastly changed uh having nudged higher earlier at around 1947 us announced in us dollar terms pulled back to 1933 for a two dollar 60 gain uh the aussie dollar wow up by the stairs down by the elevator 65.1 at its best levels of the overnight session pulled back to around 64 and a half uh following the fed decision and that pulse higher as far as the us dollar index was concerned Yes, easy come, easy go for some of the currencies overnight. As soon as the Fed decision came out, and so all those gains wiped off. Yes, well, look, that's why um, I suppose you tend to get young men and women trading those currencies because God knows you age in dog years. Yeah. Uh, exciting night. May it be an exciting end of the week. Bank of England later on tonight. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Have a good day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067254399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.